What is up, internets? Randy King here with the Randy King Live Podcast, episode 10. Thank you so much for sticking around for all of these podcasts. I'm having a blast getting people on, talking about all these debates and doing final thoughts and sharpening everybody's wit. It's been pretty cool. So if this is the first time you're joining our episode, because our guest is kind of a big deal this time, this is how the show works. Our show is a debate-based podcast where uh, both people on the show agree on a topic, and then they decide which side of the topic they're going to argue. Now, this is a debate, not an argument. We are not debating beliefs. We are not debating what we think. We are debating just our point. So when we do this, I'm going to be pigeonholing my guest and myself into one side of the argument. Even if we do come to an agreement during the debate, we don't talk about that. We just move on. And that's one of the most fun parts of the show. After the debate is over, we go to Final Thoughts, which is available only on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Live, on the $5 level, and you can hear what we actually think, uh, how the debate went, and what we gained from this debate. So, rule number one is, we start as friends, we leave as friends. So my guest this week is Rory Miller. Rory Miller, I've said a million times, is my mentor. Uh, if it wasn't for Rory, I definitely would not be where I am today. So, for us, we although me and Rory actually debate quite a bit. It's kind of most of our relationship, which is why we like it so much. Um, we, uh, we have a little bit of different views on a couple of things, but mostly we agree, like 90%. So that's why this will be fun. The second thing is I sent ahead of time the 15 logic fallacies that are not allowed to be used in this debate. If you don't know what those are, please check out episode one. I go over each fallacy. And you can know what's going on. If somebody's caught in a fallacy, we will use a page out of our guest book, Conflict Communications. So what happens is... If you get caught in a fallacy, you have to take a deep breath, say, I'm sorry, I use a logic fallacy there. Then you have to compliment the other person on the other side of the screen and then cede your turn. So if I do an argument uh, logic fallacy like a red herring, so I go way, way off topic and Rory catches me. He says, Randy, I think you're in a fallacy. I go, Rory, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get into that red herring. God, your beard looks tight today. And I'm just going to sit here and talk, and then Rory gets to have his point. Now, here's the user interactive part of this. If you, the listener, catch us in a logic fallacy that we didn't catch, send me a small video saying what logic fallacy we did and what minute of the debate it was. I will look at the fallacy. If I agree with you, I will pay for my logic fallacy crime in push-ups. We'll take your video. We'll do a shout-out for you and your stuff, and then that will help make me sharper at this because this debate forum is exceptionally new. So we can catch each other. You can catch us, and if you catch us, you get free promo, and I will pay for the my crime and push-ups on video in one of the episodes. Uh, all right, so going forward, this is my guest, Rory Miller. Uh, Rory, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi, Randy. Um, good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, I'm Rory Miller. I spent uh, all of the 80s and 90s and up until now in martial arts. I spent... 17 years working in a jail so i got to find out what was left out of my training uh got bored and went to iraq for a year and then wrote a book and started teaching so um if you've heard about me it's because of the books uh meditations on violence was the first and facing violence and conflict communications and the last one i think was principles-based training awesome so there's a bunch out there if you want to find out 
Cool. Yes, and I I can't recommend Rory's books enough. If you've heard anything of anything that I've said, Rory's reference usually once a video when I speak. So I'm sure you're aware of who he is, but if you're not and you're coming on to listen to him, this is Rory. Uh, highly recommend his stuff. So Rory, we have decided on the topic of pressure points. Yes. So uh, the way we're going to do this, listeners, is normally we <laughs> tell the guest picks the side. Then I pick the opposite side. Usually each guest does a little bit of research, but Mr. Miller, as always, wanted to throw a wrench into the plans. So he decided we're going to pick a topic. We actually picked the topic right before the show, so there was actually zero prep time for either of us to research. And we're going to do a coin toss to decide who is pro and who is con. I didn't have a lot of coins, Canadian coins, but I have a euro. So we're going to flip this euro, but the euro doesn't have like that. Oh, it does have a heads. Okay. So Rory, heads or tails? And, uh, what do you want to call for, pro or con? Uh, tails. Tails for? I, ooh. Can I flip a coin to see which one I'm calling for? <laughs> All right. We'll flip the coin once to see what we're calling for. All right. So, Rory, if I get heads, you're calling for pro. If I get tails, you're calling for con. Got it? Heads. So you're calling for pro? So Tails. So tails for this one, okay, because you're calling for – so now, all right. Oh. Tails, nailed it. All right, so, <laughs> so you are going pro. You're pro-pressure points. I am anti-pressure points. Pro-pressure points. I'm anti-pressure points. So this is our first coin toss challenge. Uh, this might become a part of the show. If you think this is awesome, uh, feel free to put it in the comments below. That would be great because then we, we might do more coin toss episodes going forward. So, Rory, I'm going to start the clock. As you know, it's 20 minutes of debate tops. Um, once the clock goes off, the clock goes off. When In the earlier episodes, I was nice and gave people extra time. I am no longer nice. No more extra time. So when the 20 minutes is over, the 20 minutes is over. Rory, as the guest, you will be starting the point. So you are pro-pressure points. Rory, opening statement starting now. Okay, first we have to disambiguate. Uh, there are three things that end up... What? Disambiguate? I feel like that's the first fallacy right there. But keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually trying to avoid a fallacy by trying cool. to make sure we're using the same definitions. Go. So the things that fall under pressure points... Um, are the little nerves that are close to the surface that you can hit and cause extra pain. Okay. Um, there's the general idea of targeting. There's some places on your body that have huge effects. Um, and then the chi-based pressure points, that there are patterns that can right. disrupt your chi flow and turn off organs, make you pass out or kill you. Right. As I understand it, it is my obligation under the coin toss to argue that all three of those are incredibly valid and important. That is that is correct, and this is going to be so fun for me. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I think we can agree um, that pain points exist mm -hmm. um, and that they have some utility. Okay. I think we can agree on the second point that there are targets. There are definitely places that are better to hit than others. Yeah. Um, although I can debate both of those, sure. but, uh, <laughs> um, but the, uh, the chi based pressure points are the most challenging to argue. So that's where I want to concentrate if that's okay with you. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yep. Okay. So basically, um, whether the mechanism is understood or not, there is, and, and there is a theoretical mechanism, um, but whether the mechanism are understood or not, there appears to be patterns that certain people have been very successful in demonstrating 
um, that when those patterns of successive pressure points are hit, they get an effect that's very unexpected. Um, and we've all met people, we've, it's very easy intellectually to step back and say, that obviously doesn't work, that's obviously a suggestion. But we've both met people that have had it used on them, have it demoed on them, and some that have used it successfully who we don't consider particularly suggestible. So without, without extending too much and giving you too much ammunition, <laughs> um, my first point contention is that there's something going on. All right. So uh, my counter statement to start is, is we'll go through all three again because I want to counter each point independently. Uh, I need to remind the, the listeners that just because I'm saying things on this side of the debate does not mean these are my actual views on anything. But because I got this side, a lot of this is my actual views on this. So uh, I got the easier side to debate for sure. Uh, number one, we, we can agree that there are point places that uh, that pain exists. But we can, I think we can also agree that all of those are super subjective to each person. So there's people with deep nerve tissue that it doesn't work on. There's people with weirdly placed joint, people with surgery, and some of the stuff doesn't work. Um, so much it becomes a movie trope. Number two is it, uh, it became a movie trope, right? So like if you watch the movie Serenity, for example, like he got his nerve cluster removed, and that's how he won. Um, the targeting, uh, I can't really – there's not a lot I can say about that. There definitely are places that hit on a human body that are much more effective than others. So I'll agree with that as a pressure point. Um, and like we said on the third part – Chi. Uh, so, yes, all, all the things you said are obviously you, you did a great job of stopping my argument in its tracks by saying the things before I could say them, which was great. But uh, I have to reiterate on this point that successful is the operative word here. So you said there's been people who have successfully used this in demonstration and, uh, and on, on principle and have done it in real life. The successful is kind of what I'm kind of attacking here because – there's a bunch of reasons that could have been successful. It could have been extracurricular. And it's not a system. It's one or two, right? It's it's not a person that's done this multiple times against multiple opponents and had the exact same result. So these patterns may exist, but where we've seen them are on YouTube videos, which then people counter. And then it doesn't work because the person's toes are crossed or the person's chi is strong. Can yes. I get you both straw man and moving the goalposts? Uh, okay, how, okay. well, for straw man, I'm not attacking a position you don't have. How am I attacking a position you don't have? Because uh, I, I wasn't saying that – I was saying that we had both seen them, right. not that existed. So I was putting in a personal experience of success. Right, okay. So but um, I'm, I'm going to – I'm attacking not that. I'm attacking the, uh, the person the people have, uh, have had it work in a systematic place, right? So that's what I'm looking for. What's the second one you want to call me on? Moving the goalposts. Moving the goalposts isn't on the list, but explain moving the goalposts. Moving the goalposts is um, we demonstrate that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Or we, we set out that stuff has happened. Yes. Um, you added consistency. Yes. Additional criteria. Right. So well, you, you, so instead of just stuff happening, it has to be stuff happening that's predictable. But there's no one. This goes to boxing. There's no five right. people that you can hit in the same way with the same power in the same place. Interesting. And have the same effect. I think, though, for any part of this debate to happen is we need – we've had – people have gone into boxing rings and had – uh, a level of success of hooked work at a high, way higher level rate than people have had pressure point tactics work. So I think to prove the point, of if they're effective, I need to talk about if they can be re replicated. And again, um, I believe the replication rate in a in a Q show seminar, mm -hmm. if you if you want to take that rate, is higher than the replication rate for what a cross does. 
for hook in boxing matches. Oh yeah, but that's that's definitely a uh, sample size error, right? Because the people in the seminar have already bought into the material, and you talked about the self suggestion already, right? So you're, just you're because the one I that brought can, the consistency, I am consistency yeah. in in real life dynamic situation. I should have been more clear. Good job. So I should have been more clear. So I'm going to apologize. <sighs> Rory, excellent work. You did catch me moving the goalpost. I should have defined my term clearer as you did so articulately in your first part of the statement. Go ahead. Oh, so can we, oh right, my turn now. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's go back into the uh, the pain points mm -hmm. and the idiosync idiosync. I can't say the word. The general unreliability of them. Yep. Um, We know that they're unreliable when you've used them as we have on people that were drunk, drugged mm -hmm. up, angry. Um, they tend to be mostly reliable on sober cops in class. Yes. Is our rule of thumb. Um, the actual place where that has the closest crossover to where they're actually used effectively is on sit-down protesters, people that need to be moved, mm -hmm. but also tend not to be enraged, drugged. So there is some, hmm. uh, some actually utility in them. And if you don't have something at that low-level pain compliance, mm -hmm. then there's a whole um, area of, of force you may be required to use if you're in that profession. Mm -hmm. You need something to fill that gap. And though they're far from perfect, they do fit a use. Sure. I think the issue then, because that's a great point, the issue then is... So I think this is moving the goalpost a little bit, but I'm going to have to to do anything at this point, uh, which is the 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 way it is trained. It is trained as almost an infallible system to be used at high stress levels, and I think that like if we're going to articulate if they're useful or not useful, this is the place we should focus most of the discussion, right? Because again, a low level of force that makes sense. If I'm trying to move my kid off the couch a little behind the ear, ah, that's going to work really well, right? But the way so you talk to your children, I want that on the record. One hundred percent, I do. Everybody, that's 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 common knowledge. That's public record. Uh, so, uh, um, when we're going through this, the way that they are, the way that they are sold, shows to me that they are unreliable because the way that people are marketing it is people really want to believe in magic. They really mm -hmm. do, and they want to every. And you know this as well. And I'm not just this is not me using ad hominem, but you do know this is that when you're selling a program. People want this this low level of force to be the end of the use of force continuum, right? They they want it to be there, and it is not. It is that is not how it is, but it is articulated that way. So, pressure points do are even even less reliable than a punch in the face when it comes to a high level use of force. And we talk about adrenaline inebriation. Everybody says inebriation, but they always assume extra ex, exterior chemicals. So they assume drunk, drugs, etc. But Adrenaline is a hell of a drug, and that's an internal chemical, an internal process, and most people get heated when they go into these situations, which to me means there's so many other things you could do using leverage, using physics, using mass that are much more reliable than any than putting any time into training the, the pressure point systems. Rory? Um, when you said the, the internal chemicals, that's why I included angry in the list. Oh, sorry. Yes, I missed that. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and... When it, and again, this is uh, one of the advantages, again, for low-level stuff, Yes, is that all the other things you mentioned, leverage, mass, 
have a higher risk of injury. Okay. And that's one of the reasons why it's why it is so attractive to have. Like you said, it's it's not the um, it's the advertising, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily how it's taught or promoted within the class, depending on the class. But there are definitely some people that have based their living on this, and we can go into the um, cheap base pressure points. Sure, have that same thing. People want magic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, so I'm going to throw out a, a straight up debating trick trap for you. Okay. Because, <laughs> um, and, and we've talked about this a little bit. It's it's one of the less comfortable subjects sometimes. Um, but how many things have you seen in real fights that playing back in your head are not possible? Yes, that this is true. And and so within this, and we have a list of these experiences that we've had stuff where we move faster than humans can move. Mm-hmm. Um, where we responded to things we couldn't have seen, mm-hmm. um, where people, in your case, impaled his eye on a thumb because just smoking the thumb in wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, and, and this is one of the, and this would be actually another conversation that we could have is the whole Twilight Zone aspect of this. And we will, um, I'm ready to get down. As, as long as that exists, as, as long as you get, you know, the experienced guys around the campfire drinking whiskey and talking about, you know, what the and, and I'm using good language because it's a debate program. It's not a regular <laughs> Fair enough. But what was that? Mm-hmm. And people are sharing all these experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some stuff that happens where you touch someone and shit that shouldn't – sorry, stuff that shouldn't have happened just happened. Yeah. Um, as, long as, as long as we all agree that that Twilight Zone exists, then it's very dangerous to step into the idea that something that – again, we're using chi as a metaphor or as a yes. fact as a thing, but sometimes you touch a guy in an arm and he does something, you know, oh yeah, a guy <laughs> whenever he does that. So everyone thinks it's me. <laughs> um, uh, oh, and there's another one. That sure. I'm gonna get to with this. Uh, how yep. much time do I have on my part? You got, we have seven minutes left, eight minutes left. Because, okay, and this, this may actually go into the red herring. Yeah. So I'll, I'll put that out in advance. Sure. But it's one of those, I don't personally believe in the Hollywood level of knockout. Yes. The, everyone that I've ever, you know, hit on the chin and he passed out, he fucking, I'm sorry, he fainted. Yeah. He was not, if, if you get hit hard enough to lose consciousness, there's going to be some other stuff messed up. Yeah. 100%, so someone 100% that's, a red, that's a red herring. I'm going to stop because it's a red herring, but I wrote it down because I want to talk about this later too. Okay. Yeah, so I admit it's red herring, son. Yeah. Oh. So I'm sorry. You're still a very pretty man. Thank you. I um, appreciate it. <laughs> but I want to I want to extend that red herring a little bit. Okay. And, get, and flip out. Because yeah. if someone has figured out a way, and it, and there may be suggestive involved to induce fainting. Sure. That would be the perfect self defense technique. Agreed. Yeah, fainting has no long term injury. Doesn't require a lot of force. If someone right. has figured that out. Yeah. And I. I in the aftermath, I'm going to say how I really think about this. Sure, sure. Okay, um, so, so I'm going to go because your, your turn's over. Uh, so uh, I want to talk about knockouts later because that 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 would have worked. If I didn't know about red herrings, this would be all we'd be talking about right now. So I'm glad I have this list. Uh, I want to go back to the Twilight Zone talk. I'm, again, debating my point, not debating my beliefs. 
I'm going to argue that the Twilight Zone is a recording error or a memory error. It is not a realistic thing. The human memory is not a perfect recording machine. So you, me reacting to something that I didn't see coming could have been just me not – I saw it, but I didn't record that. Me, uh, somebody getting hit and doing something different, maybe I hit harder than I thought or I moved faster than I thought time dilation could have kicked in. So then cycling that back all the way to the original point on pressure points is maybe the pressure point didn't work, but it was the grip around the throat that you weren't even aware that you were doing was the thing that worked, right? So, so we want to make sure I'm doing it. It's the best. Uh, so we, I want I want people to understand that when they're doing these pressure points, do they work? Maybe, but not as a system unto itself, right? And you've said this before, again, not attacking you, but pointing out, you've said before that unto themselves they don't work. They're a great stack, but they're not, they're not to be relied upon by themselves. Okay, I didn't say that here because that's not the point I was allowed to argue. Yeah, of course. You've said that before, so I'm using it right yeah. now uh, yeah. as a quote. I'm, I'm citing a known expert in the field, Rory Miller, against Rory Miller. <laughs> yeah. It's my point of view. Yeah. Uh, but bringing that back, um, as a rule, people like laboratory experiments. Yes. They like being able to do stuff in controlled conditions. Okay. If you can do them in controlled conditions, we believe that that's more valid than something that you can pull off in the uncontrolled conditions of a real fight. Okay. Following you. By that logic, all those demos are actually more laboratory valid. Uh, okay. Sure. That's okay. So fair enough. Uh, okay. But we're, we're not going to appeal to authority here. So we're not going to look at laboratory superseding anecdotal. Uh, uh, no. That's no. appeal. That, yeah. Cause if you use, if we use you just clinical studies, that's a blind appeal, right? No, if, okay. no it's only an appeal. If I say that the studies say, or the studies. Oh, okay. oh sure. Touché. Experimental. Okay. If by that logic, then experimental science would be a logical fallacy. That's fair enough. Okay, touche. Uh, I'm going to still work with that, though, because... You know, yeah! So we want to make sure... Uh, I want people to understand that technically that is clinical, but the, the science is skewed because it's skewed to the side of the promotion of the event. It's skewed to the side of the... So it's, it's, an, it's not an unbiased study, and people like unbiased clinical studies, not biased clinical studies, where this would 100% be, you paid for a seminar to learn magic, you want the magic to work so bad, you believe the magic works, right? That's that's what it is. So, I again, I disagree there. Cool. And I, I wish I had a little bell to ring whenever you're particularly brilliant. <laughs> yes, because I'm my on-the-rope segment is going to be the whole argument. Uh, so then, I guess moving forward then, so we got, we, we defined pressure points in three categories. Places for pain, places for targeting, places for chi. We're deciding on the chi thing. Yeah. I like that you said chi is a metaphor, and I agree with that so much. I'm not even going to argue against it, uh, even though it's not sold that way. It's not sold as a metaphor. It's sold as mystic energy. Uh, but I agree, chi is a metaphor. Chi is a metaphor for center of gravity. Chi is a metaphor for structure. Chi is a metaphor for blah, blah, blah. Okay? When these metaphors kick in, though, they're not explained as metaphors, which then makes the training even worse. So if the people said, for example, like, this is monkey steals peach. This is a mnemonic device to remember this position. Me saying use your chi here is a mnemonic device for you to apply more pressure here. Then people understand it's pressure, but they don't. They think it's a magic touch or a death touch or a thing. So when the pressure points are marketed, I still don't think they're as even close to as valid as people say. Or 
also when people are learning them, it gets watered down through the mysticism. And again, repeating these points, it could be argued. Actually, I'm about to say that. Go ahead, Rory. <laughs> My turn? Yes. Um, I, I think you extended that a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. It's one of the, it. um, taking as a metaphor, and you know where I got that from, right? No. Uh, Jeff Berger. Oh, awesome. Jeff Berger's amazing. Okay, he, he's trained more in China than almost anyone I know. Yeah, including his, some Chinese people. <laughs> right. One, one of his amazing little sayings is that um, the Chinese know that she is a metaphor. Only Americans think it's a real thing. Right. So I, I love that statement. Um, but going to your taking, – taking the metaphor and dialing it back one step to model, mm -hmm. um, if you do the model – and I don't know if you've done the experiment, but the whole um, – the whole unbendable arm thing. Yes. If you have someone visualize raised lights coming out of their arm, mm -hmm. uh, it has nothing to do with that, but their structure improves. Yes. Um, so I think if you take this chi as a metaphor and use that as a model, so if someone starts envisioning how they move and how their skeleton moves as mm -hmm. chi, um, that's way easier for the human brain to comprehend than all the little micro muscles and joints and alignments they would have to figure out yep. um so what i'm going to counter argue to you is that there is a sweet spot where the person actually learns faster through the mm -hmm. metaphor sure um if the metaphor is extended too far then it gets into the weeds um if it's not there at all people sh are crappy at memorizing physics and then applying it to themselves yes but there's a sweet spot in there where it's actually good training Interesting. Uh, we have 30 seconds left, so I'm going to do a little quick closing Thank statement. Thank God. <laughs> so I have a little quick stand up. This is a rough one. Um, I think, again, I'm going to stay with my point. I don't think pressure point tactics are nearly as effective as sold on the box, and I don't think they need to be a large part of your training. Rory. Um, this isn't the part where we talk about. No. Okay. We're just closing the argument right now. I'm closing the argument. It's one yes. of those. Um, they're a method that a lot of people have reported some very good success with. Sure. Catch me on that. That was an appeal. Oh, um, it was? Yeah, okay, a little bit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Keep going. We have a like three I apologize. seconds. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. And you're a great host. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I think you did this on purpose. I think you took a knee on purpose. Time is up. That is the end of it. You took a knee. You took a knee, Miller. I saw it happen. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let me turn this timer off. Great. All right, so this is the end of the free segment. You're going to want to hear the final thoughts on this, people. There's no way you don't want to hear the final thoughts on this. So remember, it'll be on the link below if you're listening to this only on audio. Patreon.com slash Randy King Live, $5 level will be the final thoughts on this. I had a blast, Rory. This was a really good conversation. I'm sweating. I shouldn't be sweating, but I was trying to work. So, uh, everybody, if you want to, perfect. If you want uh, Rory Miller stuff, Rory, where's the best place for people to get a hold of you and your stuff? Uh, we have a Rory Miller's Tyrant Training Facebook page now. It's public. Yeah. And Patreon is probably second best. Uh, Patreon.com slash Kieran Training. Yep. Awesome. Perfect. And the was really good at picking out the good points. 
the rooster really was against me. Like, that is your rooster. He kept calling every time I was, like, on a track. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the free show. Uh, Looking at Mr. Miller's stuff. I, I can't say enough good things about him. I'm exceptionally biased, though. Uh, I definitely have got a lot from Rory. But read it. You'll love it. Check it out. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get this uh, on pretty much all streaming services or on YouTube, wherever you want to consume this content. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>